It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Weebs, how you doing? Uh, I'm so is... glad you caught yourself there. No, I was totally going to say bitches. I know you were. What's up, bitches? Uh, this is WikiWiki here, coming back at you with uh, another episode of the Weekly Weebs, and I got a news fact for you today. Surprise. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking quiet as shit again, aren't I? There you Started go. loud, and then you went Started down. loud, talking quiet as shit. That's my staple. I'll fuck shit up, voice-wise, talk quiet, and stuff. Anyways, uh, my news All is... From, again, Anime News Network. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag uh, please sponsor us. We don't beg. We're better than that. Are we? <laughs> I don't beg, dog. Really? Uh, anime uh, Limited to release uh, Jujutsu Kaisen anime soundtrack digitally, physically on vinyl and CD. And I found this very interesting one because I love the show so fucking much. I got my dad to watch it with me and that was hella fucking tight. He, he watched the show... Two episodes, right? I was like, all right, Dad, I got to go home. He's like, tight. I left. Weekend. He's completely caught up in the English dub because he doesn't watch sub because he's old. That's fair. And, Damn. and apparently dubs better. I don't know. But yeah, he loves it. He can't wait. Things go just the shit. But yeah, I'm also huge into vinyl, so I'm definitely going to cop this. On April 21st is when it's going to be uh, sold in, uh, what does it say, North America, Europe, and Oceania. Oceania, I don't know. Oceania? Yep, to the left of me, on the f- on another dimension, technically. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ariel Machini, uh, traveling through space and time and horrors beyond. Um, Don't break the continuum. Week, uh, Netflix announced that it has a, a new anime series coming out. Uh, it's known as Godzilla Singular Point. Uh, so it's a brand new 13 episode anime, uh, all about Godzilla and all sorts of monsters coming to Earth and fucking shit up. So we're getting a King Kong anime and a Godzilla anime. I completely forgot about the King Kong anime. Your King Kong yeah. is the shit. I'm gonna state that. Still haven't seen the movie. Still haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I think the, he wins. Uh, the trailer. Uh, I, I've seen the movie. Um, Netflix. Uh, the trailer is already available for it, and it looks pretty sick. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, back to the the main reality. The next person in line. Sup, y'all? It's Frenchie. Um, Wiki just farted. <laughs> Probably gonna <laughs> smell like shit. Um, my news, also from Anime News Network. Uh, my dress up darling cosplay TV anime has been. Confirmed. It is based off of the manga Sono Biskadal Wakwe Wasuro, which is the synopsis of it. Traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who took exception to his love of traditional dolls, doll artisan hopeful Wakano Gojo passes his days as a loner, finding solace in the home ec room at his high school. To Wakana, people like beautiful Marin Kitigawa 
A trendy girl who's always surrounded by a throng of friends is practically an alien from another world. But when cheerful Marin, never one to be shy, spots Wakata sewing away one day after school, she barges in with the alm of roping her quiet classmate into her secret hobby, cosplay. So I'm assuming it's basically just going to be a big manga about cosplay, which I think is dope. That's tight. Yeah, so, that sounds sweet. I'd read it. Uh, I need to get a notebook again then to what I can keep. So I can write down these news things, because some of them I am interested in, and I have a memory about the same as Crimson over here. So, like, remember, like, a, like episodes back where I said there's this new manga coming out or anime about this art shit? Don't remember what it's called. Don't even remember what episode it was in. So I, I don't even want to go back and try and find it. Nice. So I need a notebook. Yeah, this is going to be an anime about cosplay. I'm pretty hyped. I'm d- I'd watch the fuck out of that show. Okay, and across from me... Hello, it's your boy Crimson here. Um, so my news today is about uh, the new Resident Evil Infinite Darkness anime series. So earlier today they had a live stream uh, showcase for the new game Village. Um, and now they are releasing a new series on Netflix uh, called Infinite Darkness. And it should be premiering in July roughly. No official date on it yet, but... Looks pretty interesting. The trailer's out, uh, so you guys can watch it, whether in English or Japanese, but I'll probably watch it. I haven't played any Resident Evil. I haven't seen any of it, but it looks interesting enough. I might check it out. I watched the first two movies. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I don't need to watch any others because it's pretty much going to be the same thing every time. I mean, yeah, but nothing wrong with it. What's Resident Evil? It's basically badass zombie fighting. Pretty much. Except the new uh, game Village, where it's badass vampire fighting. I don't play scary games. So That's because you're a bitch. That was The Last of Us. I gave up in the first five minutes. I was like, uh-uh, I'm not going down this fucking hallway. You got me fucked up. And I shut off the game and deleted it. Speaking there of There are plenty of Resident Evil games that are pretty much like just action games. Like, only some of them are really horror games. Yeah. yeah Even though they're all classified as horror. Yeah, that's fair. I, I pissed my pants at the slightest movement in the house, probably. I want to watch you play Until Dawn. <laughs> Me? Oh my god, yes. yes. I I think Outlast was one of the scariest oh, games I've ever played. And I quit five minutes into that game, too. I honestly, I hate like horror movies. I hate horror games. I played Until Dawn, and I loved it. Oh, it's amazing. It is a masterpiece. Again, I played Call of Duty. It's a shooting game. What if I told you that? Well, like, can I play online and yell at five-year-olds and tell them they're trash? No, nope. you can yell like a five-year-old when it scares the shit out of you. <laughs> you can also, it's also like a butterfly effect game where every action you do has consequences in the future. And you can always yell at the other people for being dumbasses. There's like ten different endings. Yeah. Right, there's, I'm sure there's a lot more than yeah. ten because of every possible outcome. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, uh, to our main topic today. Uh, what do you think it is? Just kidding. I'm about to tell you. Uh, our favorite villains, you know, that's what it is. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get it, dog. Villains are one of the things that makes anime great. Facts. Yeah. Villain yeah. speeches are fucking awesome. Yeah. Villains are most of the most of the reason why a lot of action anime or you know horror or fantasy or any of those kind of keep the flow that they do. I mean, without and most of our flex moments came from villains too. Exactly. Because villains are dope. Yeah. Without yeah, villains, flex hard. Yeah. Without villains, it's hard for certain shows to thrive. Yeah. 
So who right. wants to start? Well, I would say Anahana Thrive and there was no villain. Yeah, that's why I said almost. And I also said action. The show was the villain. It hurt us. Dude. Yeah, that is that is true. The villain yeah. was the creator of the show because he royally fucked our hearts. That was a good show. No condom. He fucked us raw. Yeah. Facts. Weird to say about yep. a show involving a bunch of kids. But anyways... Okay, you want to get started? Oh, I'm going first? All right, cool. You are the host this week. Phone unplugged. Okay, going to notes. Scrolling phone down, clicking app. Which I'm so glad this might get edited out. <laughs> I'm going to choose one from my favorite anime of all time. Okay. Uh, as you, I'm not even going to say the name because you guys know by now. One Piece? No. Did you guys? That's not my favorite anime of all time. Cool. No, I've I known know. you for how long? Crimson. No, I'm going to say Cole. Hi. How long have you known me? Uh, too long. <laughs> How many times have I said this on the show and or in person? A couple times, but oh, you've also said the same about One Piece because you're always like, this show it's is amazing. It's not my favorite show. I've said I haven't Anymore. finished it yet, so it never was because I haven't finished it completely. Anyways. I'm going to say oh. Gurren Lagann. Okay. I think I can Jujutsu Kaisen as a backup because that is now also one of your favorite shows of all time. The favorite show of all okay. time. Okay, Jesus Christ. Man, it's like you don't even know him, Crimson. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, my memory is just like Wiki's. Lord Genome. Jerome? Genome. Gnome? Genome. I thought it was Genome. Maybe, I, don't know how to fucking, <laughs> I don't know how to say half the shit in that show. It's spelled like Gnome. <laughs> Lord Gnome. Lord Gnome. <laughs> Lord Gnome. Please tell me he's short. No. no God guy, damn it. Imagine The Rock. Oh. Imagine saying. Daylight Escanor. Oh. Yeah. So this guy, right, is a bad motherfucker. He is a bad motherfucker for a reason, right? It's kind of like he becomes a bad guy out of necessity to protect his fellow race. Okay. Like, like humans, like the human race. Yeah. So they don't end up destroying themselves per... I'm going to... It's already spoiled, anyways. And, uh... And he couldn't find out with a fight. That's why he did it and all this stuff. And it's just... That's why I like him as a villain. Because he's not... He's doing bad things because he has to in the way he wants. So, no, yeah, you get what I'm saying? My brain does not work. He's a bad guy because he really feels like it. No. He's, he's struggling to put his brain feelings into mouth words. He's a bad guy <laughs> out of necessity for the, re for the circumstances that this whole world and universe and galaxy is put in. He's uh, doing. Plus he beats the shit out of Gurren Lagann without even using a gunman. Yeah, bare hands. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a bad motherfucker. He's basically lawful evil. You know, chaotic good. Yeah. He does bad things, but for the good of mankind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd honestly still call him lawful evil. He is murdering a lot of people. Well, that's because if he doesn't, they're gonna. Them. Because if he doesn't, they're gonna fucking. He's like Thanos. If he doesn't, they're gonna kill. No, Thanos is just cold blooded as fuck, dude. Well, you know Thanos. No, Infinity no. War, Thanos. He's Endgame. Thanos is another story. He has good philosophy, poor execution. Yeah. I guess the same thing with Lord Genome. Yeah, I would say that. All right. Yeah. Lord Gnome. But yeah, he's a really good villain. And I'll I feel praise like Lord Gnome. Lord Gnome, we praise you. I just felt like that was a good, uh, good villain to start with. So uh, my first villain. Uh, I, I decided to pick, you know, somebody that uh, is always been near and dear to my heart, a great villain, and that's uh, Lord Einzel Gone from Overlord. Uh, 
a great show where the main character is the villain. And I never get tired of seeing him just be overly powered as shit. Um, so I've been reading those a little bit to learn more about them since, you know, we haven't gotten more of the anime, sadly. Right. Uh, but, um, Gone, uh, unlike Lord Gnome, uh, has pretty much no, uh, <laughs> uh, no, like, protection for mankind at all. Mankind is the enemy. Uh, the only ones who matter are the ones in, uh, you know, the, t- the great tomb of Nazarek. Everybody else will bow before Einzel Gunn. I didn't even know he was a villain, dude. Oh, 100%. Uh, it, Go ahead. Yeah, uh, in season three, he, you know, swallows up an entire army with a single attack. He kills over 30,000 people. Yeah, Just, I, just I to mean, prove a point. Literally, there's no... A good guy I'm like halfway through the second season. Oh, my God. Eins is amazing. Oh, well, spoiler. Oh, dude, I don't care. It's good. Yeah. I spoil shit for myself Ainz, all the time, like Ainz I said. Ainz is awesome. Ew. And uh, I, I do love, like, how much he cares about the people of Nazarek and all of the monsters. Uh, and uh, vice versa, how well they just adore him and think he's amazing uh, because of just the massive evil overlord that he is. They like him enough to jump his bones. Just Albedo. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Yep. Because he's, he's a skeleton? <laughs> I haven't seen him. <laughs> you should. I don't understand the joke. What? Jump what his bones. Because he's a skeleton. And he's a, jump his bones. It was a joke. Nope, I don't get it. You get it. Quit playing cool nope, with me. I don't understand. He's not a fish. You don't know that? He, he could be a fish in this other dimension. Bet. You don't know what's over there. Higgins, are you a fish? Um, right now, I don't think so. But Boom. Uh, yesterday, I was a fish for a moment. And that was interesting. But that moment is not now, so he is not that a fish. That moment is not now. But the way time and space works, it might be again. Might be I'll tomorrow. You know happens. It, it might be in five minutes. Tomorrow is just a collection of yesterdays. But the present is Shut a gift. Fuck up. <laughs> Bro, that's literally the final quote in Fully Cooly. I know, but I never processed Tomorrow it. Tomorrow is a uh, collection of yesterdays. I never fully processed it until yep. now. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Yeah. So, my first villain is a pair, but one specifically of the pair. I've talked about them many times. It is in one of the first anime I ever watched, and to this day, it's one of my all-time favorites. Yu Yu Hakusho, the Taguro brothers, specifically the younger Taguro. Elder Taguro is probably a more evil yeah, villain. But, you know, the one about. Yeah. The younger Taguro, though, is a fucking boss. A former basic, yeah. you know, martial artist who was truly incredible, whose wish after winning the Dark Tournament was to become a demon, the most powerful demon, and literally just beats the shit out of anyone he wants with a hundredth of his power. And it takes the most bullshit power-ups ever for Yusuke Yurameshi to get him to use 100% and still barely beats him. The plot armor for Yusuke that he needed to beat Taguro 
was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had to pull out every trick in the book and then write a new book. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen it. So oh, I my God. It was a great fight. I, uh, I really love the... I really love the first fight when they when they fought both of the Tagoro brothers together and the older brother and they had pulled like those combos where the the older brother became like his sword. Yeah. That was awesome. I also one of the things I love about the elder the older Tagoro can shapeshift. Gotcha. I was like yeah. Crimson's just looking at me like what the hell? But yeah. No. Um, yeah, they have totally different powers and they can combo off with them and it's amazing. Yeah, they're broken. But oh, absolutely. Fuck when the younger that. two girls like, yeah, we're not cheating anymore, and the older girls like, what? No! Like, me, his voice actually is pretty similar to that. Oh my word! Um, and he just punches him into like nothing, <laughs> into oblivion. Yep. But yeah, so younger Tagoro is my first villain. My first okay. villain, uh, as some of you know, is one of my favorite villains. It's also the one that I cosplayed as for the Weebies, um, Overhaul. I don't, I under, in a way, after thinking about it more and then watching the fight, I like the, watching the overhaul arc again with my wife, um, he's not entirely wrong with his ideals. His way of doing so is wrong. I mean, that's going to be the case for most villains. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I understand his thing of, like, getting rid of quirks. However... Trying to do that from a child and not caring about it, especially Aerie, is uh, kind of fucked up. But also, at the same time, Overhaul's power is high-key fucking awesome. And see, that's what I love about Tagoro. He has no bullshit trying to make the world a better place. He wants to let demons invade planet Earth and wants to create a superhighway to be able to do it. And... He's just a badass and just wants people to fucking try and fight him at his full potential. I don't even remember what yeah. his Chisugi's goal was. So his goal was he created a drug that got rid of quirks using Ares' blood. Yeah, like why did he do that though? Because he found quirks to be, um, <clears throat> uh, what's the word he used? An infection, basically. Yeah. And he's a major germaphobe, oh, if you couldn't, gotcha. you know. From the mask and from the gloves and everything. So, yeah, he's kind of like, hey, quirks are kind of gross. They're going to infect the world. I'm going to use a small child to get rid of them. Which, again, fucked up logic behind it. But, yeah, but the ideals are not horrible. I mean, I like his powers, but... Yeah, like uh, I said, his power is amazing. I like his powers, but I don't think he's... Well, he's my favorite but, villain. Yeah, and he's a good villain. If I had powers, I'd be pretty pissed if somebody wanted to take him away. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd, be, I'd be killing motherfuckers. I mean, Muriel was pissed for a while there. But then he was like, I'm over it. And then season five, episode one happened. <laughs> Bro, Muriel just, is still my hero. Just just wait till you watch the next couple episodes. Episode three was lit. I haven't even started it yet. Yes. Oh, my God. I've, Kat and I have been watching the sub, and it's amazing. You want me to, like... I don't really care to watch it. Don't spoil anything. Me and Eric are actually watching it. Watch the sub. Because I don't watch it. She's not going to watch it. Erica, watch the sub. She's standing over here. She just shook her head like, nah, I'm good. All right. 
But that's my that's my first one. Okay, so my second one. Mm. It's tough. I got I got a bunch. I'm trying to think. The struggle is real, dude. So now, so I went with one of my like my favorite, sh- my favorite show of all time. Now I'm gonna go with like the most predominant show, I guess, that like I watched growing up. Yeah. And like watched multiple times since then is Naruto, and like the very first villain that okay, I think I. Time-wise, you were introduced to Zabuza first, right? Yeah. He's the yeah. first major villain of the show. First major villain of yeah. the show, and he's a bad motherfucker. This guy... Zabuza. Is he sword. the guy with, big like, the sword. white bandana and a big-ass sword? Big yes. Sword. Yep. Okay. That guy's a bad motherfucker, and seeing him do all that shit when I was little was fucking... I was like, holy shit, this guy's crazy. And Which he is. Now, I'm still thinking, like, oh, this guy is a fucking... Bad motherfucker. Which he also is. Taking on three kids. Uh, <laughs> but reanimated Zabuza. Dude, like he's just a, he, he's just a really good character, dude. Now that's like a whole ninja system there. Like everyone's a villain to somebody in that show. Yeah, but Zabuza's pretty tight. Yeah, uh, this is cool. Zabuza really made me mad when I was a kid, and I never forgave the show for this. Uh, when. They did the the Demon Wind Shuriken throw. Uh, that always pissed me off because the Shuriken goes up to Zabuza's neck and then he completely jumps over it. And and I never let that go. Yeah, why would he Every just not go bring his like neck back? Because he extra he dead. It, Naruto's plan worked. I don't care. At the very least, it got him in the chest. That's how it would have gone. Yeah. I mean, I that doesn't logically make sense. Yeah, no, Zabuz is a really cool character. And I, I really like uh, how uh, at the end, too, I kind of like villains that show more of a human side to it, I'm kind of realizing. Like the more humane ones that... Yeah, well, like, they're yeah. not humane. Like, they, he's, like, he killed his entire ninja group to become a ninja. Well, I mean, like, the ones that have that soft side. I don't think... He's not really soft. I don't know how to explain it. He's soft for Haku. Yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me of Haku, dude. I think I when was... everyone finds out that he's a boy, everyone's soft for Haku. Yeah, was, that's yeah. why I was laughing. Oh my god. I was just saying, like, like this Zabuza's background, right? So, like, each village has, like, the trained ninjas and stuff. Right. And then in his village, they basically murder each other. And the one on top's the winner, basically. And that's what happened. That's the one person that becomes a ninja. Yeah, and that was Zabuza. So he killed all of his friends and shit. Friends, quote. Just to be Just to be a ninja. And he did that when he was a child. Yep. That's kind of fucked. Dude, you don't need half the shit about the show. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Zabuza's just a bad motherfucker. And he's arguably not even a top three villain. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Not even arguably. He's not a top three villain. 100%. He's just... Like, one of the first villains I was introduced to as a kid that I... Remember. Oh, gotcha. That's why he's there. And just the ending, too, where he puts the kunai in his mouth and fucking takes on all those people because of what they happened. It was just a really good, really good moment. Yeah. Huh. And reanimated. Yeah, he, he may not be, like, the best villain out of Naruto, but he's definitely a respectable, like, favorite villain choice. Facts. Yeah. All right, Zario, what's up next for you? Uh, so... My next villain is actually one that I just recently uh, got into. His name is Toichiro Suzuki. He's the uh, main 
antagonist of Mob Psycho 100. <gasps> oh. um, this dude is fucking phenomenal. Like, he just kind of comes out of the woodwork, and he uh, is... Uh, he describes himself as like uh, he was a, a normal kid, and then when he figured out he had powers, he realized that there's nobody better than him. And then he just went with that mentality, and he would and he said thanks to himself, uh, I don't know if world domination is possible, so I'm just gonna travel the world and beat people up, and if I'm never defeated, I'll try to take over the world. And sure enough, he tries to take over the world. He just doesn't lose, and he's so overwhelmingly powerful. I mean, that... And, go ahead. Uh, no, he's just awesome. Even in the in the scope of that show, like, uh, it's the same writer that does One Punch Man. So, you know, most of the people you see, especially as the show goes on, are just crazy disgustingly powerful and then this guy like stands above all of them i mean to have that kind of power and just say if nobody beats me i'm gonna just dominate the world that sounds like a pretty pretty good goal actually like that sounds like i mean there's not too many flaws in it until you find the person that can beat you but at that point it's almost kind of like respectable but yeah, just the idea of, well, if I travel the world and nobody else is able to beat me up, there's no reason I can't take over the world. I just love that mentality. Yeah. And that's a pretty solid uh, mindset. Yeah. If you don't want me to take over the world, beat me in a fight. It's <laughs> as simple as that. Kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. He's just way too powerful for anybody to kick his ass. That's true. Like, he's, he's so powerful that he could just be a one-punch-man villain and obviously get it beaten by Saitama because it's Saitama. But he's, he's so powerful that he could just exist in that show and he would, see, and he would fit. Yeah. That's fair. So in any other show, he's just overwhelmingly strong. Then you put him in One Punch Man, and he's, like, average. Yeah, I put him... Uh, I wouldn't even say average. In terms of the, uh... In terms of, like, the villain scaling system that they have in One Punch Man, I'd say he's probably level dragon. Yeah, that's fair. I would say I haven't seen One Punch Man, so... You should. One Punch Man's really good. I know. It's only, like, 12 episodes a season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it is on my list. So, my next one is from a show that I'm assuming will probably have a couple of villains named because it is arguably the greatest anime of all time. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> Again, there's a number of them that you could choose from between Envy, Father, <laughs> but I'm going with Wrath as my pick. Specifically because he is the only human-born homunculus and the episode Return of the Fuhrer is one of the yes. best anime episodes ever. Yeah. Where he single-handedly takes on the entire army from Fort Briggs and recaptures headquarters. 
it's it's basically father versus everyone, but in a building. Yeah. And with a guy who's actually just a human yeah. that has miraculous powers. And a couple swords. Yeah, and a couple swords. He doesn't even really have any powers. He's just really strong. And fast. And yeah. dexterous. For like a 50, 60-some-year-old guy. He basically only just has some super enhanced human abilities. So he's like well, Captain America. Uh, Didn't he slice through a fucking tank? What was that? Rat's power, he's got the ultimate eye. Oh, that's right. Oh. But still, compared to the ability to, you know... Harden your entire body. Shapeshift. Blow shit up with your hand. There's a lot of other way more OP powers in comparison to being able to see people's weaknesses. Yeah. Because it's his ability to enact those weaknesses that really makes Wrath amazing. Fear King Bradley is one of the most dope villains ever. And you don't see it coming that he's going to be homunculus. Yeah, that was one of the biggest plot twists that I saw at that moment. I was like, oh, fuck. And it was actually really good. And I had been waiting for us to kind of talk about this episode so that I could talk about (laughs) mad villains until Wiki finished it. Yeah. So yeah, he's just like what? <laughs> I was so confused for a second. But yeah, I'm tracking now. We talked right. about this like six I'm months tracking. ago of doing yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, Fear King Bradley from Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. My next one is from one of my favorite uh, anime of all time. Uh, you get none of you guys have gotten far enough into the point, but you've met her once. Uh, it's from Ruby. Uh, it's Salem. Is that the bitch that evaporated Pira? <laughs> No, that's Cinder. Salem is the one at the very end of season three who's like pale white with like the red eyes and everything Mm -hmm. that you only see for a brief moment and then ask the question, who the fuck are you? Uh, I'll avoid as many spoilers as possible for those who are wanting to watch more of it. She's... Her mindset isn't terribly wrong when you get into her backstory in regards to like why she's doing what she's doing, but she goes about it in a really messed up way. Plus, just the only just going. She's immortal. Here. She's literally immortal. She got cursed by the gods to never die. Okay. And so yeah. Why is she your favorite? One of your favorites? She's one of my favorites because again, like. She keeps such a calm demeanor about everything going on. Her power is insane. She's immortal. And she ended up basically getting fucked over by Ozpin. So that's why she's doing what she's doing. Ozpin's the dude with... <clears throat> He's the one with the cane. The headmaster. The headmaster. Of Beacon. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about Yeah. Yep, yep. So because she, because she got pretty much fucked over by him... Uh, She's basically going on, like, a vengeance streak uh, just out of spite because of him. But when you go into her, the backstory in regards to, like, how she became the way she is, you, all, you kind of feel for her. Um, but, so, yeah. That's uh, that's Salem. I will get to that show back at one point. I know eventually. you will. Check us out. He didn't invite me to his Ruby campaign. That's oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my, my next villain 
that I actually... So, here's the thing. I also... See, now I said I like villains that have, like, a little humane society... Like, human side to him or whatever you fucking said. I thought you were about to say humane society. I almost did. <laughs> He's looking for animals. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, I like the villains that have animals. So, like, there's some villains I fucking hate, right? But I love them because, because. they made me hate them. Like, actually hate them to the point where I want to see them get brutally fucked up in the most inhumane way possible. I have one like and that. And that is the character from Jujutsu Kaisen Mahito. Oh, fuck this guy. Dude, fuck oh, Mahito. Yeah. Dude, this motherfucker needs to get beaten to the ground like Gon did to fucking P2 and yeah. just over and over and over and oh, I'm getting mad as fuck. Moment of silence for Junpei. Yeah. Okay, Crimson, for a uh, little thing, because you he said moment of silence for Junpei, you're already going to fucking know as soon as you see Junpei, you already know he's going to... This huge spoiler alerts. I don't give a fuck because I'm talking about it. Um, Mahito... Right. Okay. Track back. Very beginning in the, of Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, make this God. quick. Every opening, there is a character in there that you have not, you don't see until like midway through the show. Right. His name is Junpei. They make you think he's gonna be a part of the game. They trick you. It is the biggest <laughs> fuck you in your life. This guy has a terrible yeah, background. Sure terrible background. As in, like he's bullied and shit all the time. Bought a bunch of trauma. Mom ends up getting killed because of this guy right here. And tricks him to joining him and all this stuff, basically. And makes him part of his gang. And then ends up tricking him. He's fighting uh, Itadori, right? Itadori's trying to become his friend, be a part of the gang. If you think it's going to happen. And this dude touches this guy, turns him into a fucking thing. And then ends up dying because he can't handle it. This guy also houses human souls and corpses and stuff in his body. And uses them to fight Jujutsu sorcerers who have the mind issue of whether or not to kill them. Because they're still technically human it's terrible. This guy's a fucking asshole. He's so well written, though. Dude, he's such a good character, but fuck this dude. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I can't wait until he has a new fucking asshole ripped open. Dude, I can't wait till this guy, like, one of his jaws just, like, ripped up and he's looking at you like, uh. Not gonna lie. <laughs> the only things that I'm heard and tracked with were every episode he pops up randomly as a background. Uh, childhood trauma. Touched and touched, just watch the fucking show. And then Human Corpse. Watch the fucking show. You should just watch the fucking show. Just watch the show. And rest in peace, Junpei. Rest in peace, Junpei. And rest in peace, Junpei. That guy, Junpei deserves so much more than what he got. I literally was, like, so fucking sad. All right. I just remember you texting us. Guys, I just got two things to say. Rest in peace, Junpei. Dude, I, that guy, fuck. Anyways, Higgins, and that's why. Anyways, Higgins, Zario, Zario, your turn. I just got, I got triggered real hard. I'm sorry. We know this. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, Fuck. So, <laughs> um, my my next villain uh, is Grim Jow Jagger Jack. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Grim Jow's from Bleach. He's one of the Espada. He's my favorite Espada. Uh, he's kind of the wild card because while uh, most of the Espada kind of worship Lord Aizen and follows everything he says like to the absolute T, Grimjow really just doesn't give a fuck about that hierarchy stuff. And the first time we see him, he fights Ichigo and he beats the shit out of him just by kicking him. He's like, I'm not going to touch my sword. My hands are going to be in my pockets. You're fucking going down. 
I'm kicking your ass. Literally. And he does it. He does. <laughs> yeah, and it's so amazing. And then... Uh, go ahead. Uh, they fight three times in the series, and all three times, Ichigo gets his fucking ass beat. Like, Fact. Even when he wins... He, still he got lost. his ass beat doing it. I like the like. I remember when after their first fight, if I remember correctly, Grimjaw went back to the the Waco Mundo, and they were like mad at him for what he did, so they cut off his fucking arm. Yeah, just like whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking need it. <laughs> I was just like Jesus. Yeah, they they cut off his arm. Yeah, they they, they cut off his arm and then uh, burned his number off of his body, and. He was basically like, well, fuck it. That's not going to be enough to stop me. And then he once again leaves to go fight Ichigo again. This... He just doesn't. He's like, this This political fucking hollow bullshit is not for me, man. I'm just I'm just trying to kick this redhead's ass. And he's like, all right. This big dick contest does not end till one of us dies. Yeah, and he's... And they end up letting him back into the Espada anyway when he just heals his uh, scar that burns the number off. Once he gets that healed, they're just like, well, you know what? You clearly want it more than literally anybody else, so you're just going to do whatever you want anyway, so fuck it. He's get, That character brought so many good fights. Yeah, and his transformed state is awesome. Dude. When he becomes like the like the panther type of thing, his backstory was really good too. Yeah, he has a pretty sweet backstory, and it also uh, is used to explain how hollows get so powerful. And that was really cool. Uh, way better uh, way to like kind of interrupt a fight with some filler than they do with the old Piora fight. But <laughs> right, whatever. Yeah, Grimjaw Jagger Jack. And we met him, so that's cool. We did. Yeah. He's also, uh, what's his name? Gilgamesh, Dobby. Yeah, there we go, Gilgamesh. Both. And Dobby. And no, they're, Dobby's Jason Leibrecht, and Gilgamesh is David Vincent. Mm. So I just can't remember which was which. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. I never got that yeah. far in Bleach, so but I've heard great things about Grimjaw. Bleach sucks because of the filler, but Grimjaw's a fucking uh, savage. Honestly, like, there's... Yeah, Frenchie, I know that you didn't... You couldn't really get into Bleach, but there's honestly part of me that wants to tell you to just watch the Waco Mundo arc just so you can see how fucking cool the fights are. I bet. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> okay, so my next one is a villain that when I was younger... Creep me the fuck out because of how OP his abilities were, how weird the mystery was around who he was, and just the way he was able to basically dominate the most powerful person in their world. That is Amon from Legend of Korra. Oh. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about him. Because, like, I was thinking about, like, Avatar, and I'm like... Man, the Fire Lord is he's all right, but he's the third best villain in that show. Yeah. Zuko he's and Azula. Guy. Yeah. Zuko and Azula are both better than he is. And I'm like, I don't want to be that guy to pick Zuko because of his redemption arc. And mm -hmm. I'm like, Amon or Zaheer? 
are both better villains than anyone in there because they are true villains that do not undergo a uh, redemption arc. And Amon's uh, thoughts are basically the same as Chisaki's Mm -hmm. of wanting to create an evil playing field across the world. The difference, though, really is that most benders in that time period in Legend of Korra are using it to oppress non-benders. Yeah. Because it's still kind of a minority thing versus 80% of the people in MHA having quirks. Yeah. And Amon, who appeals and basically creates a cult based off the idea that he's a non-bender who can take away bending, and then the reveal that he's actually a bloodbender was amazing. And then you get to see the background of his brother and his father and the interaction with Aang taking away his father's bending mm-hmm. and then him teaching both his sons the art of blood bending. And then the biggest thing is his thing not being able to be reversed by any known, even Katara, who is a bloodbender and the best healer in the world could not reverse it. It took Aang randomly appearing to teach Katara, or excuse me, teach Korra a unknown avatar ability at that point. Just oh, my God. Amon, when we watched the first... Because Wiki and I watched the first season together when it was first coming out back in, like, 2012. And then we bought the stuff and watched all of them together again. <laughs> oh, my God. Amon is just incredible. He's ter- He's got that right amount of terrifying that he's terrifying for a kid's show, but he's also yes. relatable mm-hmm. because of what he's trying to do in his cause. Well, yeah. What something I watched like a year ago that I brought up to you guys outside the podcast was that that something I noticed I didn't think about till after I wa- like read like saw it and then rewatched that part is where Amon and his brother are on the boat and his brother grabs the glove and blows up the boat right his yeah. brother Amon knew he was gonna do that because blood bending you can sense all like you know you can sense he, movement yeah and he knows what his brother's doing because he can see his movement so he knew his brother was gonna kill him both. And that was just a really sad moment after I found that out. And I was like, fuck, dude. And and also, the only reason he loses is because of some bullshit newfound power for Korra. Where she can't airbend. He takes away her bending. He fucking wins. And then she randomly can airbend. Yeah. Because she finally broke through. But fuck. He beat the Avatar. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely one of the best... I think he's definitely one of the best villains of the Avatar. A shitty Avatar, I will say. Yeah. But At still, that point in time, she was not a good Avatar. She was not a full-fledged Avatar, but she could still... She had mastered three elements. I would still say she, like... As other Avatars, I feel like she, like, stacked up to them. She was not that good. We're talking fighting skill, though. Her fighting skill was dope. It was the mental aspect she wasn't great at. Because yeah, he... Royally fucked her mentally. He also beat the shit out of her in a fight. Yeah, exactly. Without bending. Mm-hmm. He didn't bend yeah. against her. And that was probably the biggest terror of her. Yes. For that moment, yeah. And the biggest thing, he didn't just beat her once. She lo- should have lost her bending halfway through the first season. Yeah, that is true. Oh, God, he was a good villain. And I do want to go ahead. I do want to point out something real quick. Um, with uh, the thing you mentioned that uh, Avatar Aang showed Korra like a, a never-before-seen trick, um, I'm pretty sure that's just the same type of energy bending that uh, the lion turtle taught him 
how oh. to use against Ozai. It's 100% his, but it's still a new skill that we had never seen before. We're just we so happened to appear at the right time. Twice. We saw we saw him use it on Lord Ozai. But it's a same type of bending, but a different skill in the bending. Yeah. Just like you have fire and lightning are both part of fire bending. Taking fire someone's fire. bending and giving someone's bending. That's what you mean, giving someone's bending. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's also always takes me back to the meme of uh, Sotka trying to get Ozai's fire bending in the meme, trying to mess with Zuko. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen that. That's so funny. Yeah. So yeah. Amon from Legend of Korra. Good villain. Great villain. Crimson. Crimson. Um, I'm gonna go with one. Uh, the show just ended. We've all watched it. You guys watched it together. Uh, Promise Neverland. We haven't finished it. Okay, I'm still gonna go with. I'm going with. I'm guessing Isabella. Isabella. She. Oh. I will. Second season, she doesn't get the credit where credit is due. Because and I know Higgins can agree with me on chapters. it. Yeah, I'm saying I know Higgins can agree with me on that. But yeah. the first season, god damn. She was she was that kind she was that evil villain esque where like she cared for the children, but didn't give a shit outside of that. Yeah. And that's like that, there's a mentality you've got to build up for that kind of thing. and She didn't want to die. She had to do what she had to do. She did love those kids, though. Yeah. like And we only saw one aspect of it. We don't know how long she's been doing that either. Like, I mean, that was one group of kids. She could have done that for... Yeah, dude. How old do you think she is? Exactly. Like, maybe 30? Well, yeah, she probably had Ray when she was 18. But do we and know... And he turns 13. Do we know if... I'm guessing time... Like, aging works the same yes. in the demon world? Okay. So, yeah. But still, that... I agree. She's a very good villain. Yeah. She was the yeah. Weedy Award winner for Villain of the Year. Yeah, exactly. She was fucking incredible. Single most yeah, important award show ever. In season two, but yeah, I I like what they did with her at the end. I'm not going to say anything for you two, but... Hey, guys, I like what she did, like, what they did for her at the end. But yeah. there, there, there truly wasn't enough of her... After the first season where she had that big moment, like, you know, the big season to kind of throw her off to the side. I honestly don't know if I'm going to finish it because of what they did on personally. I, I think we still got to finish it. We were there for the beginning. I know, but like, end. I'm going to be there for the end, but I want to read everything first because they skip over a shit ton of stuff. I want to see all that before I get to the end. Hmm. I can't funny. just get the end and miss all this shit. I mean, I'm going to go back through and read the manga on what I missed. But... Yeah, I'm going to go back through and read the manga, and I know the ending. Honestly, watching the last episode is what really wanted me, yep. made me want to read the manga. Yeah, the the last episode truly makes you go, what the fuck? And yeah, what definitely, happened? Yeah, what happened? And then definitely makes you want to go back and read what happened. So, I'm 100% doing that. But yeah, Isabella, Promise Neverland. Fucking crazy-ass yeah, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Yeah, she's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. All right, Wiki, what do you got? Uh, Next one, Madara Uchiha. Yeah, I figured as much. Oh, my God. You don't understand. Crimson. I've Okay, so I haven't seen this show. I've seen 
cutscenes of the fight, and I've played some of the Naruto games with him in it back when I was younger. You're not wrong. You still don't understand. It's Bro, I'm not even. I'm not. Even, I'm like halfway through the war arc, and I still don't even understand. So the one thing you gotta understand yeah, about yeah, Madara really is this entire show. They hype up certain characters. They talk about characters through this entire show. Right. And I feel like Madara, as a villain, has some of the biggest buildup in the entire ever in, like, villain... Like, History? Like, sh- like, shit. Like, they talk about him. You don't understand. Like, oh, Madara's this guy. Blah, blah, blah. And then all, like, fucking... And all this shit. And you just get to this point. Boom. It happens. You're like, holy fuck. You know there's, like, 50-episode buildup for Frieza? Yeah. And then it's revealed, like, when he starts beating the shit out of Piccolo, Vegeta... Krillin and Gohan. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that times five. That's how much yeah. buildup of Madara there is. And then there's a twist thrown in. And then another twist. And then and a then, very big payoff. I haven't even reached the payoff. He hasn't even gotten to the cool spots yet, dude. I got to watch him fight the five Kage. And to know that's not the payoff is incredible. Yeah. And you got to watch him fight them and win the fight. Between them? Madara broke the reanimation jutsu. This guy is a fucking savage. So basically, you know, necromancers, yeah. right? That they have control over anyone they revive. Yeah. The guy basically re- released the jutsu, and Madara's like, nah, and snapped out of it, and was able to basically become his own master. That actually explains a lot. Because I was like, wait, isn't he reanimated? And then, yeah, basically yeah. he's immortal with no master. That's fucked. Yeah. Reanimation, yeah, Higgins just said it. Reanimated corpses cannot be destroyed. They have to be sealed. Mm-hmm. So good luck sealing the arguably second most powerful ninja of all time, who has the cells of the most powerful ninja of all time, and is now immortal. Oh, fuck. Higgins, did I send you that fucking picture of... Madara and uh, Hashirama. Uh, maybe. I'm gonna delete this part. I'm not gonna uh, say. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, okay, you sweet. Did. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. The, I'll deal with you later. Yeah, cool, sweet. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for Tyler. But yeah, yeah, no, Madara is such a is just such a good villain because of how fucking crazy badass this motherfucker is, dude. Makes sense. He literally first first thing he does when he gets popped up literally just takes on an entire army. That and you just yep. see the animation. That's crazy. You see his eye tracing, falling everybody's. It just, dude, you just get a bomb dropped. As Higgins has said, the episode titled Madara Uchiha is incredible. It's my favorite episode. <laughs> it's the um, Naruto equivalent of Return of the Fear. Yeah, uh, but honestly, I think it's way better. It is better. The the line that made me fall in love with Madara that made me decide that he is like one of the best villains of all time. It's a really simple line and out of context it means nothing. But it's what about the second one? <laughs> yeah. I have actually seen that cutscene. I know about oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> it's lit. It's so good. It, it's one of the most amazing moments in anime where they just try so hard and he's like, oh that was kind of nice. Can you do it again? <laughs> yeah, right. All right, Higgins, <laughs> on to you, homie. Zero, right. my bad. Uh... It's all good. Um, see, I'm kind of bouncing around a couple, just trying to decide which one uh, I want to do next. You know what? Um, I'll go ahead and do my favorite uh, villain 
one from Naruto, and that would be Pain. Uh, I was going to do him and, next, so... <laughs> yeah, and for Pain, uh, I'm doing, like, you know, the whole six paths and Naruto collectively. Uh, so all the Pain. Not only is, like, his ideology just one of the ones that kind of makes you go, like, huh, you know, that's really <laughs> fucked up, but I get where you're coming from where he just believes that, like, humans are just truly incapable of understanding each other unless they've gone through some sort of trauma. And no matter what, people are just going to fight each other until there's something that's so powerful that they'll just be too scared to fight each other. Yep. Uh, and he decides that he is going to just be that thing that everybody is afraid of by becoming, as he puts it, God. And that fucking almighty push that dude did on Konoha was nuts. The fact yeah. that he just fucking... Oh my god, he's just like, we're just gonna take the Leaf Village and push it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Imagine being the person that animated that scene and spent all that time drawing, or in the manga, for literally it just be wiped out. It's a... Spent all that detail drawing the fucking Leaf Village, and then it's just... <laughs> yeah, true. Some, uh, oh my God. We're going to put a little happy knockdown tree over here, some wrecked buildings over here, a big mile of corpses over here. It's just really yeah. good. Pain is a really good villain. I completely agree. Yeah, I love the, the different powers of all of the six paths. Uh, I really like Nagato, and uh, even in the video games, Pain was my main character. Just because Almighty Push was just his like standard jutsu, and it was truly unbeatable. It broke through everybody's jutsu and it blocked everybody's jutsu. It was super good. When, um, when I played the Naruto games, I always was the masked man. Back when like it was Jiraiya when he was still alive, fighting off, uh, fighting yeah. him off. That was always my guy because Toby. Yeah, like well, Toby when but like. He was named the masked man in yeah. the character selection because so, Toby was but, a separate. Well, Toby is the masked man. Yeah, I, Toby's the masked man, but in the game there was the masked man, and then there was Toby for some weird reason. And then there was Toby. Um, and then there was me, Dio. Can we just talk about the fact, though, with Pain, that he was also trained by Jiraiya. So Jiraiya trained the 4th, 6th, and 7th Hokage, and... Arguably three of the four or five most powerful members of the Akatsuki. Yep. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and then got Jiraiya wrecked by his own student. I feel like Jiraiya would have won if he would have figured it out earlier. Yeah. Damn. Uh, see, but he did figure it out, and he still didn't win. Earlier. Like, figured it out earlier. Uh, I don't, I don't think, if he figured it out before ever going to the rain village, I think he would have stood a chance. The second he, he stepped foot into the rain village, his fate was sealed. I'm just saying if Kabuto had, uh, reanimated, uh, Jiraiya, I wouldn't have finished the series. I would have fucking started crying right there and stopped forever. That's fair. Like how I wiki saw. it. How wiki is with Game of Thrones when Ned Stark gets killed? That's like the opposite. 
when you when you bring him back, the disrespect of his death. You have the audacity. The audacity of this snake. But there's there's nobody else who could have killed Jiraiya besides Pain. Like any if anybody else would have killed Jiraiya besides Pain, it would have been like, no, that's bullshit. Fuck that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one of one of the people that Jiraiya himself has trained and he basically created the basically the Akatsuki. Yeah. Also, Nagato, one of the most underrated Vic Mignogna performances ever. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Nagato, so just... Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. It, it, it makes it hard to watch it uh, subbed because that's just a really good voice acting performance. Yeah. All right, Fringy. So, Wiki, you talked about a, uh, a villain that made you hate them. This is the villain that I think has maybe overtaken Shao Tucker as the number one most hated anime character. I know who it is. I think I know who it is. Everyone should know who this is. It is Slut Bitch. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Rising of the Shield Hero, season two, cannot get here soon enough. Season one was one of the best anime seasons I have ever watched because of what it helped establish from the very beginning in the first episode where you establish mine and her father as the main villains of the early parts of the series before you get into the fan hero and the church. Fuck that bitch. Oh my God. Mine is such a horrible person. And that's why I, I love to hate her. Because her writing is amazing. Don't you mean you hate that you love her? Oh, yeah, as no. a villain? No, we don't love her. We hate her, but we love that we hate her. Okay, because the writing for her is so yeah. good. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm tracking. The hatred for her just feels really natural. Yep. From it's the, such a primal level of hate. Yeah, from the rape allegations to manipulating the court against Naofumi to yeah. trying, you know, after we get to know her sister, trying to murder her sister... And also trying to do this many things. A, oh my god, manipulating the other heroes against Naofumi. This bitch. I mean, you. That's, that's all I gotta leave is this bitch. I like your name. This bitch. I mean, you were there when I watched the first episode of it as well. So you got to see my reaction to that bitch. I was so happy to get to watch your reaction too. Because I've gotten to watch your reaction to some of my favorite moments in anime. And I love it. <laughs> You recorded the one of them. I've shown Shield Hero to a friend, uh, they always text me right after the first episode, and they're always like, "Man, fuck this bitch, <laughs> kill her." I think that was I think that was the writer's sole purpose was for everybody watching it to say, "Fuck that bitch." And the biggest fuck thing with like the difference between her and Shao Tucker is that Shao Tucker's horrible. He's a horrible fuck. human being. He's a horrible human being. But he's only in for one episode. Yeah. He's, he's only in... the original series, then he comes back. Yes, but we're talking about the good series. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> in Full Man Aka's Brotherhood, he's a pain in our ass for one episode. And that was two. Maybe two, but the main thing happens in one episode. Yeah. He just gets killed. I th- 
in that next episode, or if it's the, the end, end of the or, yeah, the end of that episode. But in that one episode, he made such an impact. Yes. But shut the fuck up. Mine made just as big of an impact in one episode, but then the fucking bitch stuck around. <laughs> That's like if Shao Tucker vanished and like never got no, no, caught. No, 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 then the no. fucking bitch stuck around. <laughs> No, because if he vanished and made a comeback, okay, that's one thing. This bitch is in half the fucking episodes in the first season. And the best part is she gets her fucking comeuppance. And her her traveling name is now Bitch Slut. Amazing. Yeah, Yeah, the, the punishment she got is better than death for me. Like... I would have been really happy if she died, but now that this happened, it's better. Glad she didn't die so she can live through this. And her yeah. dad is now trash. Now I for mean, me, her dad was already trash, but his but name is now trash. Yeah, but now he's officially but trash. Now for me, <laughs> Chef's kiss punishment. <laughs> You talked about getting triggered earlier. Fuck this bitch. Dude, that bitch fucking says The audacity of of this hoe. Harry Potter and the audacity of this bitch. Uh, Y'all thought Dolores Umbridge was bad? Nah. Alright, so I'm off my pedestal. (laughs) Go ahead. Let me just climb on it. Fix my papers. I feel like nothing's gonna ever be... Today, Junior! Uh... I'm going with one for a show that I have been binge-watching the hell out of. Um, y'all can argue in your ideology of my logic. Uh, Reiner slash Bertolt. Ra- a little bit more Reiner than Bertolt, but the combo. Attack on Titan. I enjoy their... How do I, put, I enjoy their chemistry with them, and I enjoy watch, like seeing their chemistry with Eren... But man, the not the realization of like why they are doing it and everything. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to hate it's, them. It's hard. It's, it's hard, hard to hate them. Is it armored to hate them? God damn you! It's hard to hate them, but at the same time, just everything that they did from the prior like. Y'all are some dumbasses. Nothing happened. From the prior seasons leading up to like season four and all that, or like when they were revealed, it just, it broke, it almost broke me. Cause I was like, why the fuck would you do that? You were with them through thick and thin, making, you know, becoming friends with them. And now you're like, nah, I'm going to kill all of you. But in the PTSD that Reiner had, that shit was like, you could see if the dude had, as far as I know, he still has it. Great character. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a great yeah, character. I, I, I don't give a fuck about Bertolt, though. Honestly, yeah, that's why I say Reiner slash Bertolt. Mostly Reiner, though, because Bertolt he got bodied. Also, Annie, Annie. Yeah, you can't mention those two without mentioning Annie. She's only in for part of one season. But she and, made an impact. Yeah, the female Titan is still the only one of those Titans that kicked the shit out of Aaron every time they fought. Yep. Yeah. And it took some bullshit rage mode for him to beat Annie. Yeah, that is true. But, yeah. The, the fuck them Marleyan trio. Yeah, I don't really like Bertolt that much. Like, he's only the Colossal Titan. There's nothing really special about him. But he's kind of like Reiner's, um... 
like calm button. Like Reiner, like he's Bertolt. Bertolt's there to like keep Reiner in check. Yeah, that's really what he's there for. Hence why, like, I like the chemistry. They both know what they're needing to do. But Reiner's like, no, we gotta do this now. And yeah. Bertolt's like, well, hold on, we gotta wait for the opportune moment. Something about I told Higgins on the drive to uh, Zario on the drive to Frenchie's wedding venue that. Both Bertholdt and what's the new uh, Colossal Titan? What's his name? I'm forgetting. Armin. 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 Bertholdt has ears. Armin doesn't. It is Colossal Titan form. Right? There's a theory. The reason why behind that is because Armin doesn't want to hear the screams of the people that he kills. I thought it was the other way around. Nope. No. I had to Google image it because I thought that Bertholdt also didn't have ears. No, nope, 100% Bertolt does. But straight up has ears. Holy shit. Pretty sure he actually says that as well in the show. I don't remember that. No, I know we've talked about it before. But yeah. I don't know. Um, that's uh, fucked. So I think that's going to wrap it up for that right now. No, we got one We got one more round. We got time. One more. We, got we only did four in 30 minutes. We, no, we got time. We got time. We'll get one we more round then. We only did four of our five. Oh, we have five? All right. <laughs> yeah, we only did five. And then sometimes oh, you're like, right. shit, uh, Bob. Uh, um, he was only ready for four. <laughs> no, I had lunch. Oh. I was just waiting for 30 minutes. Uh, fuck. Uh, I respect you looking at the clock. Can I pass? No, don't pass. Um, don't pass. Shit. I'm panicking. Pick shit. one. There's so many. Uh, Zach, that one. Dio. Here you go. Dio Brando. From JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. What'd you say? I said, damn it, that was going to be my last one. Alright, checking it back. Dio's not... No, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Goku Black. Goku Black... Potentially passed Boo as my favorite Dragon Ball Z villain. Just because he immediately gets Goku's body... And the first thing he does is murder Goten and Chi-Chi. Very sad. <laughs> and when Goku found that out, that was a fucking sick-ass moment that he brought to us because of that. Yes. Holy fuck. Yeah, no, it was, it was sad, dude. Imagine you grow up with, like, you watch the show, right? And you, you know these characters for pretty much your entire life. And then all of a sudden they just get fucking iced. You, you, you at least hear they get iced. Yeah. It's sad. You know? You mean Pyrrha yeah, and season yeah, three of yeah, Ruby? That was three seasons. I know, but... That was 22 episodes. I know. That's nothing compared <laughs> to the pain of watching Chi-Chi and Goten get killed. You mother <laughs> fucker. Also, Goten was a child. That was, that was yeah, not only that, but uh, Goku Black, he just never actually loses to Goku or Vegeta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It takes Zeno coming in with some bullshit. Like, like the yeah. Thanos snap, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Goku Black doesn't lose. <laughs> Goku Black is fucking just... He just takes a temporary hiatus. Stupid power... Oh, he's never coming back. Stupid powerful. He got snapped out of existence. Yeah, he got like, Thanos. Oh. Basically, but so, there's no Infinity Stones. <laughs> there's like one being above literally all that, create, like, that created everything. Kind of like basically the god. Yeah. Of all universes and like parallel fucking shit, right? Goku is best friends with this guy. 
And he presses button, yeah. if I remember correctly, to get this guy to fucking yeah. the come biggest, over. Zeno literally just goes, poof, and the universe will disappear forever. Well, yeah, I do. One of the angels tell, tells Goku that there's currently 12 universes, but there used to be 16 until Zeno had uh, a day where he was feeling a little rowdy. And he erased four universes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I retract my previous plays, statement. He also plays a like, kind of uh, game of marbles, but with actual planets. And... We'll just crash them into each other and destroy them. Yep. Is he a villain? <laughs> he's cha- he's chaotic neutral. Zeno's just a with child. That, with that level of like being a deity, it's really hard to tell to like classify him yeah. as but, as like villain or not. He has the mental capacity of a child, which is the problem. Yeah, he's chaotic yeah. neutral. Because Goku Black though is was is it like just a, it gave us some really good fights, gave us Vegito. You know, Vegito. Well, brought Vegito yeah. back. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but even after Black was finally like defeated, he just, or when his body was destroyed, I should say, his next step of the plan was, okay, if I can't beat you with a body, I'll just fuse with the universe itself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as you do. That sounds like a fucking Final Fantasy end boss. True. Sounds no, like that moment. That sounds like the uh, moment in the uh, Avengers animation where Thanos can't pick up the hammer, so he grabs Thor and he's like, "If I can't pick, beat you with the hammer, I'll beat the hammer with you." Huh. All right, zero yo. All right. Well, since you decided you didn't want to do Dio, <laughs> I guess. I'll do to you. Well, you you are currently watching the show, so I wanted to give it to you after I heard that you were going to do it. Okay, well, that's fair. Um, so Dio is... Uh, I actually compare him a lot to Madara in certain respects, because... Hell yeah. Within, within like the realm of their own show, the thing that they have in common is that if Dio or Madara, if one of them says that they are going to do something or they're capable of something, I immediately believe them. It doesn't matter what they tell me. Uh, Dio kind of stands on top of that um, because of, like, his eccentric attitude. Like, I just love the way he speaks. and Like, he's so poetic, the way he just fucking talks down to people. Most feminine, and, masculine man on the planet. Yeah. And, um, the show. Even in just part one, when everybody is learning how to use Hamon, and he and they're still like, oh, we don't know if superpowers are going to be enough to beat up Dio. And Dio, like, he, he's a vampire at that point, but he doesn't have, like, superpowers like everybody else does. He's just immortal. Yeah. And he, just, and he still kicks everybody's ass. And then when we've, we see him again... In part three, he has one of the most powerful bodies and one of the most powerful stands in the entire show. The world The world How'd you like that moment with, uh, what's his name, on the stairs? Oh, uh, the, the guy that pissed himself when he saw Dio? The guy with the sword guy? 
Because yeah, everyone video kept pausing time. He's like from him. Russia or Romania or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the stairs where he kept like walking up and Dio would freeze time, walk down, pick him up, move him back down to the bottom of the stairs, walk back up in the same position he was, unfreeze time, just to fuck with this man. Yeah, that's amazing. He did that like seven times. Dio is the most extra and the most capable. And if anybody else even tried to be like Dio, it wouldn't work. If Dio was just like 2% less Dio than he is, he would suck. But he is so Dio that Dio is a verb. First of all, Dio sounds weird now to hear. Dio, don't, so dude, Dio does never sound, Dio is Dio. But he's two, also another character yeah. that's named after a rock star. But, too, I actually remember seeing that moment uh, with the stairs on a YouTube channel of, like, top ten biggest anime flexes. It's so funny, dude. And that was, I think, so number good. three or so four, funny. I think. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Dio's a good villain. And Dio, like, is also one of those villains who, you know, you kind of love to hate him. Because one of the first things you see Dio do is kick a dog, is kick JoJo's dog. And at that moment, you're like, ooh, man, fuck this guy. And then he takes it a step farther by killing his dog. And it's like, oh, man, somebody needs to kick Dio's ass. He just needs it. He deserves a fucking ass kicking. And then nobody can give it to him. And then he proceeds to go Mr. Steal Your Girl on JoJo. Yeah. It was me, Dio. Dio Brando is the man. one of the most amazing like anime villains ever just because he is capable of doing just whatever he wants. And I also have to give him mad respect because when he comes back in part three, he's like, now before I do anything, before I try to take over the world, before I, you know, do any cool evil shit, First things first, if there is a Joe star in the world right now, I have to kill him. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. Joe star has to die. And then literally I can do whatever I want after that. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I applaud that mentality. If more villains had that mentality, a lot of heroes would be dead. Yeah, that's true. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Right, you? So, I need need advice. One or two? Two. Two? One. Two. Two. Okay. So, we're not going Light Yagami. We are going... Because Light might be my all-time favorite anime villain, but I think I've talked about him enough, and enough people know about Death Note. I'm going to go with a guy that actually scares the fuck out of me, and that is Gabriel. From Sword Art Online, Alicization, and War of Underworld. I haven't gotten that far, so I'm going to step over here. Oh, yeah. Just the fucking fact that this motherfucker likes to squeeze the life out of people so he can see the soul leaving someone's body and feels like he's devouring someone's soul is horrifying. He is the best written villain in all of SAO. That's kind of sick. Yeah. 
That description sounds like my work. Yeah, this whole thing is especially fucked considering it's like so out of nowhere for the dynamic of the show. But it's amazing. And when he yeah. enters as Dark Emperor Vecta and has the abilities that he does, it just adds a little bit more terror. And then you see, you before that, you even learn about the connection of him to Kirito and Asuna. You find out who his right-hand man really is. And that reveal was great by itself. But the final fight between Gabriel and Kirito in War of Underworld is also amazing. When he basically goes into like that demon form. Yeah, when Kirito goes god mode and Gabriel slash Vecta goes demon mode, never makes any sense plot-wise, but I don't care. I fucking love it. It Oh, yeah. my God. The final fight between them and just in general, Gabriel as a whole and his demise is amazing. Dude, his... Like, the way he's defeated was, for one thing legitimately horrifying uh like even as far as like villain defeats go what was happening to him i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> at the same time really satisfying and i'm really excited for crimson to get there because he is about 40 episodes from finishing the series we just okay. got to take time to actually he's on like episode seven of alicization and he won't actually get to meet Gabriel until, really, you'll meet him. You've actually technically already met him. But you don't get to see the horrifyingness that is Gabriel until War of Underworld. The last 22 episodes, he's the main villain. Yep. Yeah, so Gabriel. Gabriel's awesome. <laughs> so I've been bouncing around back and forth on my list, trying to think of a really, like, trying to choose a good finisher. And then I started bouncing between two specifically. And I was thinking, do I go with the one who royally screwed with one of my favorite characters of that anime? Or do I go with the one who's just geniusly evil in a good way? And I think... I agree with your favorite. I think out of the two, my favorite would have to be... Out of the two that I was debating between, my favorite of those would have to be Izaya. From Dorara. I haven't seen all of Dorara yet, but from yeah. what I've seen of Isaiah, that guy, he do, he has the I do what I want attitude, and he can back it up. And I love it. Yeah. And he's a fucking genius, and I want to know what his overall plan is. I still need to get through season two. I've only gotten through one episode of it so far. Because then other shows started coming into play. But, God. I love Isaiah. Plus yeah, his relationship with that awesome. other guy fucking cracks me up. Yeah, his relationship <laughs> with him is fucking hilarious. Just he comes up, Isaiah, and then throws something at him. He's like, oh, gotta run. I don't even remember yeah. who you're talking about. He's the guy who's like really fucking smart, always shows up at the right moment, and the blonde guy who wears the glasses is always trying to kick his ass. Oh, yeah, I can't know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, he, he's got like the board 
game that's like a mix of a bunch of different board games. Yeah, it's like a mix yeah. of like Chinese checkers, chess, mahjong, and yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. He he's yeah. playing like four games and winning all of them. Yeah, he does it all just because he loves humans. He loves them so much. He he loves seeing that what they can do. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. The other one I was debating one was Medusa from Soul Eater, but I was like, nah, Isaiah hits oh, me Isaiah harder. Is a way better villain than yeah. Medusa. Yeah, Medusa, that's why I said Medusa, because Medusa royally fucked up Frankenstein, but... Medusa royally fucked up everyone. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> but my favorite character was Stein, and she royally fucked him up. She did worse to her own son. Yeah, I know. Stein's still my favorite character in that show. But yeah, that's huh? my... Finale of that one. What is our anime assignment, Mr. Host? Shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's Kill a Kill. Uh, I've been meaning to see that. <laughs> I watched like four episodes of it. Yep. I, yep. Oh, <laughs> yep. God. The an- you talk about fucking bad animation. I've what are you talking a, about? The animation's I've seen some awesome. animation. I'm that not animation's a fan of it. annoying as fuck. No, How many episodes high. is it? It's like 25. <laughs> it's not even that. It's 12. It's, no, there's 20, 24 episodes of it. Is there two seasons? I think so. Yeah. How many seasons are you assigning? Up to 24. Let me 24 see. 24 seasons? Episodes, yeah. No, there's 24 episodes. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. Cool. I got inspired from by Fooly Cooly. Uh, if I remember correctly, the character, the creator of, of the... Fully Cooley worked on Kill a Kill. I mean, yeah, the animation's very similar. Yep, and the person that worked on Kill a Kill with the person from Fully Cooley made Gurren Lagann. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of you which... Tell when you look at it. Oh, yeah, dude, I fucking... Fully, yeah, Fully Cooley, we were going to talk about next. But yeah, Kill a Kill is an anime assignment. You can find it on Netflix, Hulu, Crunchyroll. Um, animation. Um, uh, fuck. Yeah. Anime assignment, Fully Cooly last week. There we go. Let's start it off with uh, Zerio. So, yeah, Fully Cooly, it's a, it's a show that I watched when I was really young because uh, it was on Adult Swim. And every time I get, like, an opportunity to watch it again, I take it. I've, I've watched it so many times. Uh, parts two and three, I obviously haven't watched nearly as much as part one because that's the one I grew up with. And parts two and three are, didn't come out until 2018. Really? Um, but yeah, but I've I've always uh, loved just how fucking wild and purely insane this fucking show is. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I watched the entire series over the span of a couple days. I still don't know what the fucking main plot is. <laughs> I don't know either. And that's why I like it, dude. It's so fucking weird. It's weird, and I I hate that I don't know what the main plot is. Like, I season two, season one didn't help me with that what so fucking ever. I was so confused during all of it. it it's the fact that all three of them are basically a different series. Yeah. Every time, there's yes. the only character that's the same is Haruka. Yeah. Haru Haru! Season two, yeah, though, did uh, kind of... All the... of the plot is, song is given to you in episode six of part one. That's the plot to the entire show. Uh, and 
Which is <laughs> that she's trying to get yeah. back like her long lost love, but then yeah, like yeah, never she, does actually anything to, about it. Yeah, she's trying to force a giant pirate bird who get who has a black hole in his forehead to love her. And they and completely she, abandoned it in part three. Yeah, yeah. which I'm fine. Me off. That I was me fine off. with that. That pissed me off so much. I I kind of hated it because of the fact that it basically just made the entire first two seasons pointless. Yeah, that is true. I will say, part three, I would have loved like a slice of life anime just about the four friends. Yes. Like a completely different anime yeah. just about them. I would love it. I did not like part yeah, three. I really liked that group. Part three, I thought was good. Part one, I thought was eh. Part two, I really enjoyed. I think reason being is because like part two kind of helped me on like it helped me understand more about one the plot but two like i, do, I don't know what it was about part two that it's just felt so fucked up isn't it no it just it felt like it felt easier to follow and it just seemed like a bit more uh of a better time like Season one had a lot of, like, the action and stuff, which was fine. But there was so much confusement, plus the whole thing with, like, the grade schooler being in love with a high schooler. That really Who was in love with his bit. brother. Who was in love with his brother. Who we never met. Yeah, and then Haru showed up, and he was in love with her. But then she was like, I'm going to hang all over you. I'm going to fuck your dad. Yeah, I... The wasn't, first his season, real, wasn't his real dad. But still, the first season just... It fucked me too much. It was a lot. For, it was a lot for six episodes. It was a it lot was. for six episodes. It was really hard to yeah. track for that. I think season two had a much more structured plot, which really helped. Yeah, <laughs> that's saying something too. Yeah, and season yeah. three kind of just spit all over that plot. I also hate that they got rid of the Vespa until the last episode. But when the Vespa showed up, I'm like it's the fucking Vespa. Hell yeah. So, uh, I think. Part of the thing with uh, part three is it's less about Atomisk and more about Medical Mechanica, and that's why Haruhara is still on Earth. Which I still don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, so, I mean, I can only make guesses based off of the many times I've watched the show, but how it seems is Medical Mechanica is a force that travels the universe and poses as uh, medical companies for on sentient planets where they then make giant irons to uh, flatten them. So, gotcha. a little uh, thinking for some reason. But... Think really, too, you think too deep into the show. The show is not to be meant to think, think super deep into, from well, my understanding. You can well, get some things from the it. Thing. Here's the thing. You, you cut me off because I was about to say, here's the thing. I don't know, and really, we don't need to know. Yep. I just... I, I feel like... The, I, I, like I, I enjoyed the show. I just wish there would, it would have explained a little bit more about some of that stuff to help me understand... What the fuck was happening most of this show? You don't need to understand. Because it seemed like... It, the problem is, like... It seemed like there was supposed to be a plot in this show. It seemed like there is a plot, but it just does not make sense. The plot does not make uh, sense. And it bothers uh, me as have a... I told you what, have I told you what inspired this entire series? 
Drugs? No, it was uh, the movie The End of Evangelion, which ends Neon Genesis Evangelion. And it's crazy as shit. Oh. Yeah, in, in in the last 20 minutes of the movie, they do like this really giant lore dump of a bunch of shit that makes absolutely zero sense. It just... And it's so out of nowhere, you could have gone your entire life without even needing that information, but they're just like, here's a bunch of shit. And it's nonsense. It's pure nonsense. And the, the writers of Fooly Cooly wrote it entirely that nonsense. That's weird. It's I mean, it wasn't, a ba- it wasn't a bad show. It, it just... I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did yeah. too, dude. The I'm, music is lit as fuck. I dude, love the soundtrack. I will say that. The I'm following the pillows now <laughs> on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, I listen to it. I was talking with, uh, with Wiki about this uh, over text. Uh, but every now and again at Anime Iowa, a cover band for the pillows called the Pillowcases. Weren't they there our first year that all three of us went together? You know, I think they I think they were that year. They were there that year. I remember um, you telling us about it at Anime Iowa back in 2018. Yeah, I have one of their t-shirts. That's um, hilarious. It, but you should have one of their pillowcases. Oh my god. I, here's the fucking, the stupidest part about it. They don't sell, like, pillowcases when they come to Anime Iowa. It's trash. Isn't that fucked up? Trash. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Such a golden opportunity. Um... What about a briefcase that just has the pillows on it? Then it's a pillowcase. <laughs> God damn it. Or a I dice case. Um, but yeah, the fucking... The soundtrack to this is phenomenal. Dude. What were, uh, what were, what were some of your guys' like, favorite moments in all of this nonsense? All of it. I literally <laughs> loved every second of it. I laughed so much during the show. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the nonsense. I I don't even I don't need to dive deep into the show because you don't need to dive deep. There's, there's nothing. There's exactly. not a deep end. There's no deep end. Because it's you, all shallow water. If you think about it, you're just gonna end up like going through a dark hole. It's gonna lead you to fucking nowhere, and you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself. But like, you try to dive too deep, you're gonna hit your head and not enjoy it. There are some like surface level like lessons that you could probably get from the show and stuff like that. But like it's mainly a comedy, and I'm here for it. And the action, I'm here for it. I love the first season animation. Like I said earlier, I like old style animation in an earlier episode that we did in our podcast. I thought the yeah. newer animation kind of was a letdown. I wish they would have sticked with it because I thought that personally had more of a fool, fully coolly feel to it than the newer stuff. I, I also like the fact that as we go, the main character gets older. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a grade schooler in the first series, season, middle school in the second season, and high schooler in the third season. Yeah. Oh. While well, Haru Haru stays the same age, and she even mentions in like yeah. the second to last episode, nah, aliens don't age. I've been 19 for a long time. I'm 19 today, I'll be 19 tomorrow. I think my favorite, it wasn't like, um, I have a moment and I have like a, like a thing that they've done throughout all the episodes. My favorite moment was, um, I think it was the last episode of season two where everything was kind of going down, and then... Haru and the chick with the cool sunglasses, like, also, reconnected. What the fuck happened to her? 
She appeared out of nowhere and then just disappeared. She got eaten by Haru and then reappeared. But she, she got picked back up yeah. uh, in, the, in the finale. Yeah, but then she's just not around the third season. Why does it need yeah, to be? Well, she, doesn't, she doesn't need to be anymore because Haru wasn't going after Atavisk. Yeah. I know, it's just, Her it whole just, thing was making sure that people don't try to tie Atavisk down. I just didn't like that she just kind of like appeared out of nowhere and then just disappeared. Like, it, it fits the show as well as everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised none of you guys mentioned the Star Wars shout out that they did. Bro, there's just so many shout outs, it's insane. She was like, she yeah. like, like, I think she said lightsaber attack or some shit like that with yeah. those two red sticks. That fucking, I was crying. Dude, I laughed so hard at the show, dude. Um, the only I, thing that I, I liked, like, or go ahead. I like when she's talking about a bunch of like old rock bands while I just wearing my favorite outfit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, so, like, gotta love the red hot chili peppers. Yeah. My favorite moment is someone mentions, do you think this is a game? And she just starts going off about random shit like, oh, I just lost the game. I fucking died. I fucking <laughs> died. I'm like, that's such a good reference. That, yeah. That was a great reference. This show's, I, this show's really good. What my other thing that I liked that they, that was somewhat consistent with the show was like, in season one, there was the moment where he goes home and Haru's there and it's like a giant comic book. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. It's a manga. Yeah, like I like where those moments of like they changed the art style. Like in season two, the art style changed almost every episode because of like the dreams that she was having, and I, I enjoyed it. It was a nice uh, like fresh pace, like fresh change of pace that they did. Man, the animators said that the switch that doing the manga thing would be too expensive. We should really just stick to anime. The fourth anime. wall break. That was one of my favorite parts of season one, was that fucking that fucking fourth wall break. That killed me. Honestly the only thing I really didn't like is I didn't give a fuck about the main character. I don't know. You're supposed to know you're the main character. The main character always knows. Who cares what fully coolie means? Yeah. I, uh, Fully I texted, I texted Higgins, I was like, dude, I like this show so much, I'm probably gonna watch this at least once a year. <laughs> like, honestly. It makes me happy. It's, it's, I fucking love it, dude. I also watched this thing entirely sub. When I first watched it, I had huge problems trying to get this to work, to watch it on adultswim.com, so I just watched the first season on Hulu, and then watched the other two seasons on Crunchyroll, and they were all subbed. So I watched the entire subbed, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And that brought me to a YouTube video talking about Fooly Cooly and how the dub people that made it were working close ties with the people that made it on the other side subbed mm-hmm. to, match the, to match the voices as perfectly as they could to what the creators envisioned. Like, the, the English part, they, they worked so hard with the translations of everything with the other... Uh, end of it in Japan to make this as perfect as they could. That's cool. Oh, I, probably should, I probably shouldn't tell Wiki this, but there is a pop figure of Haru Haru at Mayhem. Right now? Mm-hmm. Fucking with me. <clears throat> I saw it when I was there on Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, oh, whenever yes. the fuck it was. Buying it. I fucking love Haru Haru, dude. She was great. I, I will say, I, I, I'll say that her main weapon is a guitar is amazing. <laughs> I'll say this, yeah. season one, she annoyed me a bit because of, like, just the way she was. I wasn't ready for it necessarily. Plus, um, oh, there was another reason. Oh, I swear she felt like the villain the first season. No, she's more a villain season two. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, then she's oh, yeah, more villain really season two, and then she's like the anti-hero in season three. One. I was saying, then she felt like the anti-hero in season three, and it was confusing. Yeah, because her, her whole thing is, uh, you know, she's all about manipulation. She's a big manipulator. So. Yeah. She's so, definitely not, like, a good guy. Bleh. Yeah. Sorry, I broke uh, Wiki for a second. I showed him that there are, like, four pop figures for Fooly Cooly. I love this design of the fucking... Of Canty? Yeah, dude, Canty's Canty. so fucking cool, dude. But... I, yeah. I would love it if they made a, uh, a pop figure of um, the part two main character, uh, Hidomi, while she has, like, the half, like, robot eye and the yes. robot arm. I thought that was that was a cool design choice. I love that. Yeah. If they made a pop figure out of that, I would be so down. Also, if they just had like the the Nauta uh, Nauta uh, like Atomisk form that he did at the last episode where he's like all red. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That like a chase cool. version of it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to get into our ratings? Let's get into the ratings. There you it's hard to rate this show just because of like all three parts are uh, so wildly different. But um, I feel that uh, each one does its own job so well. Uh, I'm going to give the show in its entirety a 9.5. And honestly, it would be a 10 if it, if uh, there was just like, a little more to part three. Um, like part three, uh, while I love it for its own reasons because of the story it tells, uh, it just kind of feels a little lackluster <laughs> in comparison to the first two parts. That's fair. I, I can. But not, not enough to dock an entire point. Right. But enough to where it's not like it's not a perfect show. I um, but, that. but for the most part, it does what the series as a whole does what it was meant to do, I believe, so perfectly. Because we're just here for a good fucking time. We're gonna watch some sick ass fights, we're gonna laugh at a bunch of really funny jokes, and we're gonna listen to some really good music. That's fair. Oh, I was also yeah. wanting to ask you guys. That moment in the last season, season three, where she opens up basically a space-time continuum, and then there's that shot of, like, almost a flat, like, not flat, but, like, a smooth moon or something like that. Do we know what happened there? You didn't finish the show. Episode? I didn't. You didn't watch past that, then. I watched. I watched literally. Credits started rolling, but it wasn't done. Yeah. Yeah, it opens up like on a new day with her and her two friends. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but then that's it. Okay, because like after that, it showed like the sky, but like the sky <laughs> didn't. It looked different. It's pink. Okay. I, I was just confused. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, Frenchie, what, what, what about you? It's just part of it, you know. I kind of got back. It's fully coolie, bro. I kind of got went back and forth on my rating for this. I think I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. I think it's a damn good show. It's a fun watch. It's not one of my favorites. Just because I personally like stuff that has more of a story. Mm -hmm. But, okay. like, I did not not enjoy watching it. It was really enjoyable to watch because of the fights, because of 
you know, the little bit of plot we do get in season two, mm-hmm. I felt like there's a there's a lot. And I definitely think on the first watch through, you don't get everything. So if I ever do a watch another watch through, it'll definitely be at least through season one because I want to go back and watch everything again. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about season yeah. three like at all. Again, mm-hmm. like I wish I could have gotten like almost like straight up those four characters in a slice of life because they just kind of felt out of place mm-hmm. in the craziness that is all of Fooly Cooly. Season three just kind of feels too black. Yeah, to me. Plus, again, they yeah. took, like, all the best parts that was Haru Haru and kind of took them away. Mm-hmm. They took away the craziness. They took away the Vespa. The fact that she was driving a car for most of season three was upsetting to me, actually. Because the entire thing is beware the woman on the Vespa. Yeah. I want to buy a uh, Vespa now. I'm not even playing. So, yeah. Eight and a half. It's a, it, it's a great show, but I don't know if I'll watch it again. what really sets season three apart from everything else um uh kana the main character of of part three is the only one who is just not like raging hormonal or crazy this show is about awakening your sexual self in a way i mean fair like that so chrometa would love it in general but like She's pretty like. Chill. She she's not going through puberty like nearly the same as the other two were. It's, uh, she's kind of a late bloomer. That's yeah. So, so the fooly cooly stuff isn't really affecting her that much. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Frenchie on this and give it an eight and a half. I was debating back and forth in my mind to get her eight and a half, but I give it an eight and a half. It was definitely a good yeah, yeah. show. I agree. I would like a bit more story behind it. Um, just because I, I also am that kind of person. Um, but it was funny. The music was good. There were a lot of references. But, yeah, there was also a lot of things in, like, season one at, that I could have probably liked to have understood a bit more. And then season three, just like he said, fell out of place. I felt like it wasn't necessarily a season I needed to be there. I felt like after two seasons, it probably could have been fine, and or if they could have changed the third season around somehow. But yeah, eight and a half. Yeah. Um, what's up, with Wiki Dogs? That's your intro. Um, this, this is. I know. <laughs> I'm introducing myself in the next line. Um, I, <laughs> as the show is progressing, I was gonna give it a ten at the end of season two. And then when season three started, I like same. I'm at nine point five right now, just because season uh, three wasn't as what I was thought it was gonna be. But it's still like it's not enough to dock at any points. Like it's still, I think honestly, it still deserves to be a ten personally. Music slaps. Yeah, it doesn't have a good story, but it's not meant to give you a fucking like huge ass story. That's not what this 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 show's about. You know, it's about like you said, having a good time, enjoying the music, sick ass fights. All the comedy in the show is just so fucking funny. And that's why I want to rewatch it all. Like I, I want to rewatch the show. Like actually, like right now, so I can go back and like rewatch all the funny moments that I missed. And like, it's just nuts. Like the show is so good. One thing I really want to see, right? What I think would be so funny is the other end of the show. Like I want to see. Okay, Medical Mechanica. I want to go into that side of the war of that universe and see from their point of view of all the shit that Haruharo is doing, Haruharo is doing, that's gonna, that's fucking up their plans and shit. 
Like how yeah. all, all that mischief that she's causing is what's what's pissing them off. I want to see from their point of view. I think across be, like thirty years. I think that would be hilarious. I'd be down for that. I think overall, between the four of us, we averaged a score of nine out of ten, uh, which dude, is fitting for this. I show, I bumped it up to a ten, back to a ten, because right? I said you know I think it still deserves to be a ten even without that season three thing. So, so we're at like a nine point two or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, like nine point one, nine point. Give it that extra point two, bitch. It deserves it. Anyways, but yeah, I, I fucking love the show. This show was, it, it literally, I just, I love the animation. It's just so good, dude. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites of all time. Dude, it's it's there for me too, dude. <laughs> it's so wild. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty lit. What? Yeah, close this out. Oh, yeah, hey guys, bye. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.